It is night. You run down a forest path. It twists and turns between the trees. You cross over a stone humpback bridge. You can hear the water bubbling and gurgling beneath you. You look up. The stars are out and brighter than normal. How deep space looks. Surely we are not alone, you think. But that is for another night's pondering. You continue to run down the path, following your instincts from some dream memory, long forgotten but clear as ever before. You see trails of smoke curling up above the trees before you, lit by the moonlight. That means you are close. The forest opens into a clearing. A shack of stone and wood sits in the glade. The small windows glow with the invitation of a warm fire inside. You get to the door and knock. The door swings open with a creak, open from the inside. A skeleton peers around, looks you up and down, and nods for you to enter. You are expected tonight. The skeleton is wearing jorts. In front of a fire sits a figure, who gestures to a comfy chair for you, dear listener, to sit. He dusts off a large old book and opens it. He is very handsome. His name is Oshin, and he is joined by his co-ghost Kaylee, and this is Paranormal Hotline! (laughs) I had no idea where that was going. (laughs) Paranormal Hotline is a weekly podcast where we dig up, discuss, and digest the paranormal, spooky, and weird. Kaylee, how are you? Hello, hello, I'm good, I'm good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I was going for a, a cinematic sort of Tales of the Crypt style. Yeah, that there. was insane. <laughs> the, theater of the mind, you know? Um, I thought it would suit this episode because it's a little bit different to normal. So, basically, between 1937 and 1938, and then extended into 1939, the National Folklore Commission in Ireland ran a project called the Schools Collection. Basically, they got the pupils from 5,000 primary schools all across the country to go home and ask their parents, grandparents, and neighbors about the local folklore, which they all wrote down. 288,000 pages were collected from the students, and it covers all sorts uh, oral history that would be otherwise lost. Information about the areas, folk tales and legends, games and pastimes. When it all got gathered up and collated and volumized, it came to over half a million pages, and is in 1,128 volumes. So it's super cool. Uh, so on top of that now, there is what's called the Ducas Project, which is an initiative to digitize all of that and everything else in the collection and make it available online to the public. So uh, after researching for uh, one of our other podcasts, I was looking through it and you can go and you can search by area and the, by the parish. So I stuck in a, a local area, one of the local schools near enough to where I live. And I got all these wonderful old folk tales from back in the day. Folk stories are something that I love, especially the weird ones. So I've selected some to share. This is really cool. I've read a few stories of this before, um, and some of the paranormal ones are just fantastic. Like, yeah. You'd never hear stories like this otherwise. I'm so glad they actually went and collected all these stories. Yeah, and I think unless you're you know, unless there's like some generational storyteller like Eddie Lenahan. Yeah, yeah. Who who and he's done this himself as well in his own way. He's gone and collected these kind of things. Yeah. They're, they're lost essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because Ireland was very much an oral storytelling country. Yeah. Uh, if you were learning stories, you were learning it from a Shanaki who whole job was to just go around places and tell stories and remember them. And they were mm-hmm. never written down. So up until 1937, <laughs> yeah. they were never written down. But um, it's great that they actually have been and they're collected now and you can access them on the Internet. Yes, I think it's super important. Uh, I hoard things. <laughs> I, I, I hate for things, like the idea of things becoming lost forever or, yeah. or gone. Like, so it, this really, it tickles my fancy. <laughs> so without further ado, our first tale, The Ghostly Funeral. One dark winter's night, 
two men were coming home from a dance. It was nearing midnight. As they were passing by this certain part of the road, which was supposed to be haunted, when all at once, what should they see approaching them but a ghostly funeral? One man said to the other that the best thing they could do was to go inside the fence until it passed. They did so, but one of the men was very impatient and wanted to look over at the fence at the funeral, but the other man tried to persuade him not to. At last he lost all patience and looked out just as the funeral was passing. As he did so, what should be outside the fence but a ghost who put his finger into the other man's eye and blinded him. <gasps> and from that night onwards, he had not the sight of his eye. Wow. That's oh, that would be me. I'd definitely <laughs> lose my eye. And then I'd be like, oh, what poked me in the eye? Look over, lose the other eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. The, the story it has like a flavor of like, you know, like a warning parable or something. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm trying to figure out what is this, like don't be nosy or something. So is this like a ghost's funeral? I don't know. I'm, Who I'm... Do, how do you do dying a <laughs> second time? Like... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's some like super, Or do you like, think like it was like somebody who died recently and they went and collected their ghosts oh, to bring with know. them? Like it's like it's like one funeral to the graveyard and mm-hmm. another gr- funeral from the graveyard. I'm like in my head picturing like the haunted mansion style ghosts and like you know, <laughs> you know the, the 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 ones on the road. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, but they're just like a kind of whole like ghostly procession. Yeah, like a super eerie and super cool image in my head. Also, it's like what's with like the Three Stooges like comedy, like it's yeah. proper slapstick. <laughs> it's very like, slapstick. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the ghost like didn't mean to poke him in the eye? He's like, oh fuck, <laughs> no, <laughs> I blinded him for life. Who should be outside the fence but a ghost who put his finger into his eye? <laughs> Continuing with our spooky stories, this next one is called the Jumping Skull. I love it already. You just want to point that out. One night, a man was passing a graveyard. He heard a noise behind him. He looked around and saw a skull rolling around the road. He began to kick it, and every time he kicked it, he heard the squeals. (laughs) What was he kicking it for? So so many of these (laughs) stories... once, you stop. I know. So many of these stories have these details where it's just like, but why? Why would you do that? (laughs) He got a stick and started to beat the skull. Oh my god. He heard the squeals all the time. He gave it another kick and he saw something run out of it. He made a dash at it with his stick and hit it a mighty blow and stopped it. Then he saw that it was only a rat that was inside the skull rolling it around. The man took the skull and threw it over the wall of the graveyard. It was no sooner in that than it was out again. So it popped back over the wall? Mmm. Then the man saw a white object jump over the wall, seize the skull and disappear. <laughs> it, was it the rest of the skeleton? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> so I'm not sure with the details on that one because I'm not. When he saw there was a rat inside, was it still inside or had the rat left at that point? Did the skull jump on its own? I assume the skull jumped on its own. Yeah. But whatever jumped over the wall is what's getting me. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think you'd have a white rat. Like, no, no. They, I'm picturing like a there full from labs, body, like, yeah. like, a, like a, the rest of the skeleton coming to claim its head jumping over the wall grabbing yeah. it and jumping back over yeah well, i like to think it was a really high wall as well and it was like it was like, <laughs> it's boing. like yeet and then it just like <laughs> boing. hello <laughs> someone's been drinking their milk <laughs> i think also just the notion of a skull with a rat in it 
that's like more disturbing than just a skull. Let's be honest, the most disturbing thing about this story is your man hitting the skull in the first place. How disrespectful can you be? Yeah, I know. He, he kicks a skull. Like, why would you want to be near that sort of material anyway? No. And then he kicks it. It squeals, so he's like, I'm going to hit it with a stick. Yeah. It's cruelty against skulls is what that is. <laughs> it is. The skeleton should have jumped over the wall and beat the shit out of <laughs> Can you imagine? There's a larger stick. <laughs> All right, fuck boy. <laughs> well, I'll around. contact... Tim Burton right now. (laughs) If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have the Patreon, and that's a thing that you can do, and it helps us out directly. A little goes a long way, and for the price of a pint or a cup of coffee, you get access to the Discord, where we're always chatting, and we're posting additional spooky things. That's at patreon.com forward slash paranormal hotline. You can also help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. Doesn't take long, goes a long way to help. You can also follow us on Spotify and it'll be served to you when it comes out. Straight Ooh. into your straight into your hands, nice then straight hot. into your ears. I was gonna say pipe and hot like bread out of the oven. The following is a public safety announcement. When returning from a neighbor's house after midnight and alone, it is believed that if salt is put into one's pockets, it will ward off evil spirits and the journey will be made in perfect safety. Oh, and then you can have some extra salt for your chips when yeah, you get yeah. back. Well I was thinking pocket salt. Oh. Like pocket salt. <gasps> yeah. So genius. I don't go anywhere without my pocket salt. It's like ye old pepper spray. Mm-hmm. Not only is it good against ghosts, but you can throw it into the eyes of an assailant and make your quick getaway when they're blind. Genius. Unless they don't have any eyes because a ghost poked them all out. Yeah, well then they're working on echolocation <laughs> and, and you're doomed. <laughs> like Batman, right? Yeah. Just like Batman. Yeah, uh, that's bad advice anyway. I don't know about you, Kaylee. The following story is oddly familiar in theme for me. Uh, I feel like I've been, you know, that guy led astray by fairies. One night, a man was going home from a dance. They're always at these dances, and they're always going home. Yeah, always having dances. I'm so jealous of everyone in this story. He had to cross a field. He heard uh, the voice saying, Follow me, and I will bring you home. So the man followed. He was going all night, until he grew tired. So at last he sat down and fell asleep. In the morning, when he woke, he was above in the middle of the wood in Stradbally. He followed the fairy, and the fairy led him astray. He never went through a field at night after that. (laughs) What? Yeah. <laughs> How did that one make the records? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, but that's what I like about it. It's all these little tiny stories, you know? And, yeah, yeah. And There's no, like, moral like a, to that story. No, it's so, just... No. <laughs> so, like, not a lot of them are these, like... They're not, like, you know, Grimm's Tales or, like, yeah, well-written yeah. parables or anything. It's just, like, here's something that's in the area. And <laughs> part of that is what makes it wonderful, you know? What I love about it is, like no one was scared to share these stories like yeah, nowadays yeah. if you say my grandfather was led astray by fairies you're, do people look at you funny yeah. whereas back then it was like oh yeah just keep, he obviously didn't have his pocket salt yeah <laughs> well thinking about this one doesn't sound too unfamiliar from the puka getting up on his back and being led around yeah, know, led, yeah. led off to some field or something like that yeah yeah you know the a story that explains why you didn't make it home that night you know <laughs> anything other than the drink yeah, that's another thing. Funny you should say that, actually. There is a word I discovered this week. Uh, I want to throw it in here. It's an Irish word. And it's uh, Ardogi. Ardogi. Yeah. And it means under the spell of fairies from drinking Pucheen. Oh. I'm convinced you can do anything. Wow. I didn't know there was a word for that. <laughs> I should get so that cute. tattooed on me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so from drinking Pucheen or eating strange foods. Oh, eating there. strange foods. Yeah, well, I wonder well, what shape fo- those strange foods would be in. <laughs> They're mushrooms. <laughs> it's a very strange stew. These yeah. mushrooms are a funny color. But yeah, so this kind of 
strange feeling out of yourself, but also a, the strange clarity that may or may not come with that. So I'm told. <laughs> I think we've talked about Crotty, the Highwayman, before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we have... His treasure. On the podcast? Maybe not on the podcast. No, we were definitely talked... Yeah. We were saying we are going to go We've talked it. about Crotty before. Yeah, if we got it, if like, he has his treasure, and we'll get into that, we could afford the investigation van. Ooh, the Van Chi. Yeah. The Van Chi. Like, this story has to do with that, and the name they gave it was... A boot full of gold, a tale of Crotty the robber. There was once in this county a robber named Crotty. He used to rob people of their gold on the lonely highway. At last he was caught and sentenced to death for murder. Before he was hanged it is said that if there was any of his friends in the town he would tell them where to find plenty of gold. As none of his friends were there he said that a boot full of gold was buried between the three rocks in Killeton. The gold is still there and many people have tried to find it but they failed because they do not know the exact location of it. Do you think gold shows up on a metal detector it depends i think on the metal detector i know there's one of them that looks for like dense objects yeah yeah and then there's one that like it's mostly like it's magnetic so it's based on ferrous metal yeah yeah hmm i think we should definitely do that though go for a little old hike there go for a hike i'm not sure now you get away with metal detector because ireland has very strict laws oh yeah yeah not a metal detector um maybe some dousing rods <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe yeah, something like that crotty's ghost will help us locate the gold yeah but I've always thought it was up the mountains, his cave. Yeah, is it not? I, thought the, I, ca- thought. I thought the cave was up near Cumshinon. Yeah, up near Cumshinon. Yeah, that's what I always knew. Yeah. So I was kind of interested here in this story mm. with that. Now, it could be that only the boot full of gold is here by these here three rocks, and the rest of it's up there. So this next one, I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the way it's written. <laughs> it has the spoken word in the writing. Oh, lovely. Uh, and it's also another one with a fairy it's also a bit of a warning a little bit miserable oh it's called the wish that was granted once upon a time there was an old woman sitting by the fireside all at once she heard a noise at the door she was not able to be going around for she was feeble and she was all bent up with pains so she called out come in but no one came in as she called again and again at last she said to herself there must not be anyone there about an hour afterwards, what do you think came in but a fairy? <laughs> the fairy said to the woman, My good woman, what do you wish for? The woman did not answer for a long time. Then she said, I am here 40 years suffering with pains and I would rather be dead than be suffering here. Three days after that, the woman died. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean... <laughs> it's like we were saying, there's, there are no Grimm's fairy tales. Like, no, it's, no. There's no learning. Either. <laughs> or is there? But like, did the fairy just come in and like kill her i don't know like physically (laughs) or did she die of a heart attack or something because the idea of a little fairy coming in like stabbing her or something is terrifying i I really i don't know this one like i love the way it's written but it's like i'm just not too sure it's like was she going was it really just her badly saying like i wish i was dead or was she just badly wishing to feel better yeah that's the thing like did she want him to cure her yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be dead to be in this this pain you yeah. know sort of thing yeah and yeah yeah is um, that the intended meaning of the story like you know cause <laughs> the classic thing with wishes and like you know the genie or what have you is like yeah. the wish gets like twisted up on you yeah like the monkey paw yeah yeah that's exactly what that was that was basically a monkey paw wish yeah, <laughs> like, but, but I don't I wish I wasn't was, in pain <laughs> I don't think it was written down too clearly there yeah you know death features in, a, in quite a few of these those stories you know it, especially looking at all of them I haven't really included them because some of them aren't spooky and some of them are just too much uh, there's one like you know just a lad trying to drown himself oh and my god it's not even just it's not folklore it's just like a local story it's like <sighs> ah there was a guy and you know Jesus Christ 
This one has your favorite, skeletons. More specifically, there are skulls, and this time there's no rat. I do love a good skeleton. The three skulls. One night, three men were coming home from the dance. I'm noticing a, th- a trend here. <laughs> Sorry. Machine, breathe. <laughs> what the fuck? Stop. Breathe. <laughs> I want to point out we haven't had a dropped drink. <laughs> no, I have to drive home. <laughs> Sorry. It's just like, <laughs> just the lads out dance. <laughs> I know it's like in the context of it, it's like, you know, the Kaylee, and that was pretty much all they had to do. Just <laughs> picture like lads out and love to walk home. Um, <laughs> Sorry. The three skulls. One night. <laughs> It's also like, you know, once upon a time, you know, in any other story. <laughs> all, it seems all the Irish ones is like, one night, three men were coming home from a dance. <laughs> so, one night, three men were coming home from a dance. On their way, they had to pass by a quarry. The top of the quarry was covered with trees so that it looked very dark and lonely. They were tired after the night, so they walked past the quarry. Suddenly, they heard the most beautiful music that was ever heard. The music came from a fiddle and they paused to listen. They were afraid to go and see who was playing, for the quarry was said to be haunted. When the music stopped, the men got on their bicycles and rode away. They climbed up the quarry and their hearts in their mouths all the time. They crept along noiselessly and peeped over the edge, hoping to get a glimpse of the ghostly musician. At first, they could see nothing, but the music continued all the time, the most beautiful strain ever heard by human ear. Craning their necks still further, they at length beheld three objects. With hearts thumping loudly, They remained glued to the spot with their eyes fixed on the three objects which proved to be the heads of three skeletons laying there all white and bleached in the dark quarry. The men turned and rushed from the spot. When they reached the road they broke into a run and they did not cease running till they reached their homes. Well, for starters, that story's bullshit because everybody knows skeletons play the xylophone <laughs> exclusively. Either the, viol- the xylophone or the cello for some reason. The xylophone, like, they're themselves. Themselves or their friends. Yeah, yeah. They play each other. So was the skeleton playing the music? I don't know. I think it was just like... Or was it like opening its mouth and the music was coming out like a speaker? Like a needle and stitch. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny, man. How yeah. would you even tell someone that? Like, oh, we heard this music. We went up and there was three skulls. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's interesting because it does seem like it's written that three lads, the first, the original three came home and like the account of, oh, there was noise that we heard came from them. And then it was like it was back, gets backed up by these two other guys that saw it after oh, hearing it. Right, right, right. You know, so I'm not sure if that's that was the way it was being told. Yeah. But that's what it seems like. It's kind of like two different parties agreed on the same story. Um, I want to see a fucking skeleton playing some music. I would love to see a skeleton. Why does that shit not happen anymore? Why are these people seeing it in the olden days but we don't don't see it anymore? I don't know. Too busy looking at the TikToks. That's it, it's the TikToks. No (laughs) skeletons on the TikToks. Very few skeletons on the TikToks, I hope. (laughs) Like, um, did you ever hear about that girl in Louisiana who was selling human bones on Etsy? No. That she was finding in graveyards? Because like, (laughs) You know, Louisiana is like bog. Just grave robbing. Yeah, it's like, like she was. They were washing up after storms, and she was just <laughs> picking them up and selling them on Etsy. I have thought of the idea of getting done uh, like a D twenty, like the Dungeons and Dragons dice made of bone. Anyway, not human Maybe bone. Not surely, human bone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no, I think that would be a cursed item. Definitely. No, no, no. If you're gonna get anything of a human bone, you want to get like a skull. That's the dice shaker. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> open the mouth and it comes out. <laughs> this next one, I think, references a castle ruin that isn't too far from my house. Haunted castle. Now, I actually hadn't known that it was haunted. I suppose really? looking at you, you kind of go, oh, it's probably haunted. Don't castle. Oh, I've been there. That's I'm cool. not afraid to dox myself. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'll cut that out if you want. Yeah, so we've, we've been there. Yeah. We've been uh, to this castle. I mean, its I've, name I won't say. <laughs> yeah, I've climbed it a bunch of times. Um, didn't know this story. Once upon a time, there lived a woman a few miles from the town. She used to go to town every week with butter and eggs. She started off walking because at this time there was no other way for traveling. <laughs> Fair enough. They didn't have the technology no of the horses 1930s. Back then, apparently. <laughs> On the way, she became tired and sat down to rest. It was noon before she reached the market. She had to get some messages, and being wintertime, it got dark early, so it was almost night before she left the town. For anyone not from Ireland, the messages are like <laughs> your groceries. Yeah. Or what you're going off for to be buying. It's like the essentials, like the milk, the eggs, like oh, the yeah. butter. And you go down and get the messages. Get message. the messages, yeah. yeah. That's really weird. I never even thought about that, just being an Irish thing. <laughs> yeah. I've confused many people. She said to herself that it was getting late so she would take the shortcut home. She did not like taking the shortcut because of on the way she would have to pass the castle and it was said to be haunted. But at the same time, she went the shortcut. Just as she was passing the castle, she saw the tall figure of a man. It was dressed in black and moving slowly up and down. It had its hands clasped over its head. It was uttering low, sad groans. She got afraid and started to run until she came to the end of a boreen, which is like a, a little shitty road. She ran in the boreen. At the end of the boreen, there was a little house. She went into the house and told them her story. They said that the boss of the house had often seen that ghost. She stayed there until morning and then went home. Ooh. It's a spooky account, huh? Mm, I'm also spooky. thinking about the way that she's describing a nearby town and and the little side road and that's the, the shortcut that's that's definitely a particular castle near where i live <laughs> uh the boreen is just like like bow means cow isn't it it's yeah. just like a little cow path a cow path yeah, yeah. it's like boher yeah as well it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. The cow road like yeah well boher is just road <laughs> yeah it comes from boreen is like yeah, yeah it's so funny it comes from a place that your cows would walk yeah <laughs> I really wish ghost sightings were as common as they were back then. <laughs> yeah. People aren't just drunk walking up and down the roads anymore. Yeah, not going mean, to see many ghosts in a taxi. Like no, you have to, you have to just you know walk everywhere. You, you have to walk home from the dance. <laughs> see, when I'm walking home from anywhere now, I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm scared of being like assaulted, <laughs> like getting jumped. Yeah, getting jumped by somebody. Yeah, getting my money stolen. I suppose that's a problem back then too. But yeah, the karate, karate, <laughs> <laughs> literally covered karate. He's like, but highwaymen in Ireland are not. Like, they're, like, praised, like, heroes, I know, you know? yeah. He was notorious. Yeah, because he would mostly rob from, like, the rich, who <laughs> yeah. were basically just all the British. Yeah. <laughs> He's a hero. <laughs> it wouldn't have been profitable to rob the Irish, really. No, no. <laughs> what you need to do is then we, we'll, we'll find a dance out near... Yes. I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it has to be a Kaylee dance as well, like, yeah. the, the Irish Kaylee dancing. Yeah, the Yeah. And then... <laughs> the prophecy fulfilled. <laughs> as it was foretold <laughs> and then yeah we'll have the crack we'll go on the lash and we'll walk home and we'll get misled by fairies if you were to ask probably like Eddie Lenehan or anyone who believes in the older stories they probably tell you that the fairy folk love the dances as well yeah so it's probably a bit of a bit of that maybe bit of that that they were like also at a dance at the same time mm -hmm. crossing paths kind of thing 
the yes. spirits are high, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, like, I think the best place to do that would probably be the Hill of Ward. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. It's so cool to still have these stories, and I'm just so glad they're not lost to, to time. That's all the stories I have time for today. Uh, I'd really like to do more another time. So, if you like them, we can. It's a different kind of thing from the investigations or the hauntings accounts, but I think it's interesting because it's so genuine. Of, yeah, I think so, know, too. Their writings and... It, it's the history of it all. These aren't even all the stories from one parish. So I'm 100% sure there is so much more weirder stuff there. Out has there has to be. <laughs> We've got to go and scour through pages yeah. and pages. I'm, and like, when we're reading these guys, they're not typed. This is like handwritten pages that have been scanned and put on the internet yeah, that some we're of reading. Them, some of them have been like uh, transcribed. Yeah. But you can, you ha- you have, in that case, you have the text, but you also, all, all cases, you'll have the picture of yeah, the this kid's handwriting. Yeah, and it's important to note actually the reason that they did it through the schools was uh, largely because a lot of people before that generation wouldn't have known how to write. They couldn't write. Yeah, um, that's crazy actually. When you think about it, like, yeah, I'm gonna have a look around at more of our county's accounts and then the whole country's accounts because it's just fascinating to me. There's over, you know, I was saying there's over a quarter of a million entries, yeah. you know, or not entries, a quarter of a million pages. Yeah. So <laughs> That's a lot of research. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can also have a read of it. It's available to the public and that's at www.ducas, that's D-U-C-H-A-S dot I-E. If you want to check it out. We'll put a link in the description probably as well. Yeah. If we can. If not, we'll link it on Twitter. Uh, we, we might share our favorite ones that we find on on Discord as well. Yes, like the one of your guy blowing his toes off because oh, he thinks yeah. it's a ghost's hand. <laughs> if you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family, and we'd really appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, or stories of any sort of weirdness, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any stories that you'd like us to take a look at, send us an email, and we'll get back to you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week and a spooky week, as long as it being spooky would not make it detrimental to you. Until next time. See ya. Bye.